0: Uh, working in children's ministry, you're sending out lots of emails looking for volunteers. So, when I get an email, I want to respond quickly because that's what I love to see in my inbox when I'm asking people to do something. And then, when this date was chosen, I was like, Oh, so far off, it's gonna be fine. Well, last night we had our Evening in Bethlehem event with about under just under 300 people that we put up a big Bethlehem and decorated the gym, tore it all back down. So we were here until about 9 o'clock last night, and then I led birthday Sunday, now I'm teaching, then I'll do birthday Sunday again, and then we have a high-five event today that we're shopping for YES. <laughs> so it's a great weekend <laughs> that we've chosen to do that. So yes, I'm the children's minister, and I have this picture of some of our team, and just to give you a background of how children's ministry works here at Otter Creek. So my title is children's minister, and then we have Don Chrysler that serves as associate children's minister, and we work hand-in-hand together, and then we have Sarah, Odell that works as our preschool coordinator. Uh, Zach right back here is our Wednesday night coordinator. This is Bailey Jackson. She's our admin that does all the things through all the ages, and then we have two of our summer interns that served, Noel served with us three summers, and Josh served with us two summers, and then missing from this picture is Heather Blankenship, who does our nursery coordinating, and so when you have the number of kids that we do at Otter Creek, we like to break it down so that they know at least somebody on staff that can help and answer questions and stuff like that. So how did I get started into children's ministry? My background is in elementary education. I got my degree from Oklahoma Christian University, born and raised in Oklahoma. Never thought I would leave um, the state of Oklahoma. There was a church that I was serving at as a volunteer, and we had a beloved children's minister, and she was retiring. And so she approached and asked, have I ever thought about doing children's ministry? And I was like no but that would be really fun and she you know winked and said yeah lots of fun Um, (laughs) I took over for her and you know stepping into those big shoes was an adjustment and something that I just had to go in with both feet she was a wonderful mentor to me I did that for several years and wasn't looking to move (laughs) and then someone sent me an email and said there's a church opening uh, for children's minister in Tennessee, and I was like, ha, 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 that'd be so fun. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then I kind of looked at the church, didn't know much about it. I was like, ah, oh, it'd be fun to interview. I'm going to throw my name in the hat and just see where God leads me. Um, and then it just, they called, and I talked to Mike Runsey, and then met Nadine. Um, come, I came to the church on a birthday Sunday, and I was like, well, this is amazing. They're recognizing children in their main service. Um, Met the team, and I was like, a team of people to work with? That sounds amazing, because it had been a one-person show at my other church. Um, And then I told my husband, I was like, uh, would we ever consider moving? And he's like, we're old. I'm like, we're not old. (laughs) Our oldest at that time was getting ready to start um, in high school. He was going to be a freshman, and so we would be taking him out of an environment that he had spent his entire life in. And anyway, (laughs) I told Mike, I was like, I'm not sure God's calling me. And he goes, well, I hear that he is. (laughs) And so anyway, after lots of prayer and discernment and talking with the kids and my husband, four years ago we said yes. And here we are, and we moved our family out this way. I told Cooper he was just, out of the four children, he did not want to move. He was starting his freshman year of high school. He was in soccer. He had been with these people in the youth group since he was born. And I said, there are five different public Williamson County high schools. I said, let's go and visit them. Let's go and see what's available, and I'll let you to decide where you want to go to high school, and we'll live in that little community. So we went, and we looked at, like, three different schools, and he just was a bummed out. Uh, Bill Harlan was then the principal at Nolensville High School, and Bill, Mike put me in contact with Bill, and I was like, we've got one more to go and see. And we pull into the school, and Cooper's like, oh, And I was like, oh, there's some positivity. (laughs) Anyway, build soul, Nolensville High School. And so Cooper said, if I can go to this high school I'm in. And I was like, so easy to do, yes. Um, So anyway, that's how we've been here at Otter Creek. I love what I do. COVID was a nightmare. That is nothing you were ever trained (laughs) and know how to do children's ministry during COVID time. So that's like the history of how I got to Otter Creek. I've been a new member, watched my kids get acclimated into uh, the OCYG, watched my little kids get acclimated into OC Kids. I was a single parent when I first moved here because Brian, we hadn't sold our house in Oklahoma and he didn't have a job in Tennessee at that time. And so why would we quit the job and move here? And he's like, I'll wait till the house sells or I get a job in Tennessee and then I'll join you. Well, six months went by and he still wasn't here. We had moved in July. Um, New year came, spring break came, House hadn't sold, he hadn't gotten a job here, and we were having a come-to-Jesus meeting of what are we going to do? I cannot do this anymore. This is so hard to be a new employee, to be in a new community. I don't have a any family that lives out here Um So we had said, if you do not have a job by May 1st, I've got to come back to Oklahoma. Like for our marriage, for our family's sake, for our family's sake, we've got to make that a priority. And uh, the weekend before May 1st, we sold our house, Brian got a job in Tennessee, and he finally joined me right after, it was Easter at that time that he was here. And I just cannot (laughs) believe the way God works, and it's a mess, and it's awful, but he works for the good and so Brian has been here during that time, so that was a fun experience too. Um, let's see, all about me. I feel like I need to talk about my growing up years. I mean, I have my life with Brian and our four kids, but is that the beginning that kind of molds and shapes who I am today, and I think it's important for you guys to know. I wish I could hear all of your stories. I look around at this room and there's faces that I recognize, there's people that I have worked with, and once you know somebody's story of who they are and how they came to be, you just have so much more grace and admiration and awe of who they are. Um, I grew up in a family where I had, it was a blended family, I never knew my mom and dad, my birth parents, living together, that was never a part of my life. They had divorced when I was three. Um, I had a little brother that was younger than me. And then my mom got remarried to Joe when I was five. And he brought two kids into the relationship that were older. And then it was me and my brother. So they got married, and then they had my younger sister, Amy. So there were the five of us in a blended family that I grew up in. I was the oldest of my mom, and so I thought I was in charge. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. So I take care of the family at the young age of five. I feel like that's my job and what I need to do. Um, it was, I mean, it was all I knew. that I mean, my parents being divorced was normal in the 80s. A lot of parents weren't, but... That's just what mine were. My parents did a wonderful job of being divorced. They had a great relationship. I saw my dad every other weekend. He (coughs) lived in the same town as my mom did. He had remarried and had Quentin, Quentin and Amy, my younger brother and sister. They were in the same school district. My mom babysat for Quentin. I mean, this was all normal to me. And when I would tell people, they'd be like, "Your mom watches your her ex-husband's child," and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> I, why wouldn't she? Like, that's, she's a stay-at-home mom. Susie works. Um, we've been to all of our weddings together. They just they did divorce well. And so when I meet children that are from a divorced family, it's so important to me to talk to those parents and be like, it's not about you. It's about what are you, what are you witnessing to your younger children? Um, I wish my dad would have stayed on the path of health, but uh, when I was in high school, he ended up getting divorced, got into drugs and alcohol, and so our relationship kind of fizzled um, during that time. Um, my dad is with, through selling drugs to people in my high school. He was known as a drug dealer. I was that daughter that was the Church of Christ girl. And um, that was a really weird season for me, um, being very close to alcoholism and drugs and things like that. I talk a lot about that to my children. Um, I have a very uh, surface-level Relationship with him now. Um, he's homeless. Uh, We've visited him in jail. We've been to the hospital. It's just really weird to think that's that's my dad. <laughs> like that, what's going on? Um, my stepdad is wonderful. Did not like him when I lived at home because as an eight, I was in charge, not him. He wanted to be in charge, not me. <laughs> but once I moved out, and I went to college, our relationship kind of turned, and so he's been a wonderful role model for my children and a great father-in-law to my husband. This is my husband, Brian. Oh, maybe not. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Go on the side, or not. There he is! (laughs) There's Brian Lusty. I have naturally curly hair. I know I wear my hair straight a lot, but I have naturally curly hair. You always want what you don't have, and so I'm always straightening my hair. Uh, We celebrated 20 years of marriage in October, so we've been married for 20 years. Um, I met this guy um, one night out in Oklahoma City. I was out with some girlfriend teachers. He was out with some friends for the military. We met and talked and got married six weeks later. (laughs) My mother cried, (laughs) said, you do not know this guy, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, I never thought I would get married. I had planned to be a public educator and work in um, youth services and low-income families. That's what I was doing. I didn't want to get married and be tied down. I didn't want kids because they would make me emotionally attached. And six (laughs) weeks later, I married Brian. (laughs) He had just come back from a deployment. He was in the military for 22 years. Um, and so anyway I love our story we look at each other and giggle when we look at our children you know kids they don't understand you have a life before them and they're just coming into you know they're in that dating stage and things that they're doing in their life I was like none of y'all do what we did <laughs> we went through some lots of counseling together lots of talks together and um Anyway, I'm very proud of where we've been these last 20 years. He loves children. He's right now teaching uh, fifth grade. He does a small group with the kids. Last night he dressed up as a Roman soldier uh, in the town of Bethlehem. So he definitely partners with me in this children's ministry. And he now works at uh, the GM plant that's in Spring Hill. He's done that for three years. Um, I just I think the world of him, and I am not who I am today without him. So, when you see him, give him a thumbs up because he's pretty awesome. And then we have our dog. I can't go through a whole class and you guys not know about my dog. This is Leo, and he's amazing. He is the favorite of all the children. And uh, I'm not a dog person. Don't like dogs, don't like animals. I'm attached to this one. I, My family wanted to get a dog um, five years ago. He's five, <laughs> he said. I literally Googled. What type of dog should I get when I don't like dogs? (laughs) And it said King Charles Cavalier, so that's what I looked for. And he has stolen my heart, and he's perfect. He'll come up to children's ministry events. The kids know Leo. He's part of the ministry that we do on Wednesday nights when we were inside teaching. I'd bring him every Wednesday night. He'd been alone all day. So I'm going to leave him alone all night too so he'd come to with us. And then these are my precious babies in 2012. Whenever they talk to me, this is still how I look at them. And see them, it's really weird. Like, I ask my mom. like When I say my, my age out loud, I think that's how my mother is. And I'm like, what's happening? She goes, it never changes. So there's, I feel like you need to see them when they were this age. Because this is how I see them. But here they are today. Uh-huh. And um, we have Cooper, who is right here. Cooper is 19 years old. He was born on Brian's 30th birthday, Um, so they are 30 years apart. He is now attending the University of Tennessee. Blows my mind. You guys, he did not want to come to Tennessee. He didn't want to be here. We We got to pick what school he goes to. He was going back to Oklahoma as soon as he graduated. He met wonderful friends, he had a wonderful time in school, he played soccer, um, and so he's like, I think I want to stick around. So he's at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Our first baby has gone, and it is hard. I miss him so much. Um, and then we have Wyatt is the next one. He is actually not taller than Cooper, and Cooper hates this picture, because they were on a heel, they're about the same height. Wyatt is a junior at Nolansville High School, He plays basketball for the school, he plays soccer for the school, he's our outgoing, likes to be in the middle of everything child. Um, He's the most like Brian and it's fascinating to watch him grow up. And then we have Abram. Abram now looks different, his hair's not curly anymore, he's cut off the sides and back. Um, But he is 13 years old, he's 8th grader at Mill Creek Middle School. Um, and just thinks he's as old as the other two and we have to remind him several times that he is not. And then we have Mary Beth, she's our youngest, she's 11, she's now in sixth grade at Mill Creek Middle School. We are out of the elementary stage which is so crazy to me because I got into children's ministry because my kids were in that ministry and now they've all graduated and they're out, and in the OCYG, I told Brian we need to foster, or we had another baby, and then he laughed at me. <laughs> but it's just weird to be in the ministry and not have any of my children be a part of that. Um, during that time, we had Cooper and Wyatt. Uh, we, there's a four years difference. We have family one, and we have family two, because <laughs> there's four years between Wyatt and Abram that we went through infertility, which was really weird, and... I took drugs and tried to get pregnant and all this stuff and we had decided after those four years that we're just a family of four and this is what it's going to be and um, then Abram showed up and then quickly after Mary Beth and I was like okay family two, here we go. So it's kind of fun because I get to get these two off to college and set and then I've got another four years before I have to do it again so hopefully my heart can handle um, all of that. But that is my family it's it's fun to be a part of it and I'm glad that God knew better than I did when I was um, in my 20s and didn't think I wanted to get married or have children. Um, I just, I'm proud. I'm proud of who they are and what they've done. It's not ever easy. We have our highs and lows just like everybody else, but we're on this journey together. Um. Can you think of any, do you have any questions? I have birthday Sunday today. I talked really fast, Paulette. (laughs) That's (laughs) quite (laughs) all right. I'm known for not having very many words. I want to get everything out quickly, and then I'm like, off to the next thing. Do you have any questions about the ministry or, yes, Mr. Jeff? Yes. I I just want to thank you for being here because when Dawn and I brought that meal over to your house that night, and the children were all gathered right there and Brian was not here, and yes. you were here, uh-huh. and we could feel the tension, and they didn't want to be here, right. and you were thinking, do I really want to be here? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I thank you so much for staying, yeah. God keeping you here, and you bringing us here, so yeah. thank you. Well, I know we had, all of our furniture stayed in Oklahoma, so of course we're trying to sell the house, and we want to have it staged. So we had mattresses on the floor. We were living out of little bags in their rooms, and oh yes, I'm glad that season was <laughs> That was so, Jenny. Really where fun. was home in Oklahoma? I started in Tulsa. That's where all my siblings still are. My mom and dad lived there. My grandparents lived there. Um, all my siblings. I was the only one that left to go to Oklahoma City for college, and stayed in Oklahoma City when I graduated. Which Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma City is about two hours. So I'd always never went back after college and was teaching school. Um, And then I met Brian there. We moved to Norman, which the University of Oklahoma is in Norman. He worked at ROTC for a little bit, which took us to Norman. Um, And then after that, from Norman, we moved to Tennessee, yeah. Brian's in, he was in the National Guard, and he was in the National Guard for 22 years. He was deployed three times. Um, there was many times that I was by myself with the four children and working, but it was different because I had, knew my church family, I'd been with them since I, Brian and I had gotten married. Um, it just, it made a big difference when he was gone and had that life group and those people that knew me so well. Uh, the third time Brian went out for deployment, Mary Beth was one. (laughs) The second time Brian went out of deployment, I got pregnant with Wyatt, and we looked at each other and said, what happened? And they're like, you know what happened. But, (laughs) (laughs) I I could not believe I was pregnant. We weren't wanting I was on. Anyway, I was pregnant the whole time that he was deployed, and he came home for the birth of Wyatt, and was there for a week, and then left again, um, and and then came back in August. Wyatt was born in April, and he came back for good in August. So. We made it through that just fine. He came back from deployments and could acclimate right back into uh, family life, but his third deployment, Mary Beth was one, and he left. I had switched jobs. We were living in a little like Blanchard area, which is like Nolansville to Brentwood. It's about 30 minutes away. It's out in the country. Brian loves the country. And being out there, I hate the country. I love the city. I want to be close to Targets and Walmarts. Um, So when he was deployed, I sold our house and moved us back to Norman and put the kids all back into new schools. And so he came home to a new house. He knew I was doing it. But I had moved all the family and, and come back anyway when Brian came back from that third deployment, it was my first reality into PTSD. I mean, he was a completely different person when he came back the third time, and it was a really uh, low time in our marriage. I was thankful that he recognized that something was off within him and went into treatment, and... But that was a really dark time, and at that point, we said no more to the military. Like, there's a season and there's a time for it, and it's been good to us for these 22 years, but you've got to get out for your mental health. And I'm proud of him for fighting back and working through those darknesses and um, being on the other side. But that was a hard hard time in our marriage for sure. And I got none of my children to go into the military. <laughs> I know they have minds of their own and I will support them <laughs> with what they want to do. But yeah, I've seen the good and the bad of what military life can do for a family. Any other questions? that you wonder about? It's easy. Yeah. It yeah. it's yeah. it's cool. Yes. Yeah. Kids, kids ask hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. Okay. Working as the children's ministry, mm-hmm. what do you feel like the families here, as an older person, mm-hmm. need to do to support you and their mm-hmm. children? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I love, I want not only my children, but I want the children of Otter Creek to know that their nuclear family is not their only family. Like, I really want them to to lean into the fact that they've got a church family, because statistics show if a kid is raised in a church and they know people like the person knows who they are, in different generations. So you have your older, grandparents' age, parents' age. You have, like, your young married, 20 and 30. If they're pouring into that child, really sets a significant significant tone for them to stay in the church after they're graduating, when they see the generations of Christians and their walk walking their faith and are a part of it. That's why I'm a huge advocate for if you don't have children, I need you in the children's ministry. If you have children, I need you in the children's ministry. If your children are grown, I need you. Because kids are seeing all different generations, and I love one of my favorite is the Valentine's uh, brunch that we put on, and it's our fifth graders that help prepare the meal. They set up for the meal. They sit among you and they talk to uh, family or couples that have been married 40 plus years, and it's just a sweet, sweet time. I have to tell you the story about Abram because <laughs> when he was in fifth grade, we had done our Valentine's. Lunch downstairs, and he was at a table. We have questions that the kids can ask, and the parents are coming back and forth in a give and take. And this gentleman came up to me. He's like, Oh, I got to sit with Abram today. That was so sweet. And he was telling me that he accidentally saw porn on his computer one time, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And we talked about how sometimes men struggle with this. and talk about what is he saying to these people? <laughs> Very open about what was going on in that world. an accident. He didn't mean to go into it. Anyway, this gentleman, ever since that high five, he's in eighth grade now, this gentleman will come up and ask how Abram's doing and, and ask him, are you having any issues with pornography? Or is that <laughs> and I mean, Abram's just like, oh, it's like he, that, this is This guy knows me just from sitting down and having dinner and lunch to that thing. And I'm so appreciative of this gentleman because our teenagers and our guys are struggling with things that we don't want to say out loud That is something secret and something hidden. But this gentleman knows that it's important to ask the question, and they've had this relationship together. So I think just supporting and knowing who our families are, and that's why birthday Sunday is a big deal for me. I like for the kids to stand up, and I like for them to look around. I ask them to look for. Or their teachers that are sitting out there? Do you see a preschool praise leader out there? Do you know someone that, you know, there's several that don't have grandparents that live out of state and out of town. I mean, my poor kids, their grandparents are out of state. And Mary Beth is very relational, and Karen speak as someone that has just been a part of Mary Beth's life, that she'll seek Mary Beth out and ask her questions about herself, and how is she doing? And that, Karen was her small group leader when she first came here in second grade. Now Mary Bess in sixth grade and Karen still makes it a priority to seek out. So just finding a couple of kids that you can just speak into speaks of wonders, I think, to young families because they're craving that connection. They don't want to hang out with just young kids, young parents. They want to hear the wisdom of people that are on the other side and are going through things. So that's just a couple of things I can think of for sure. Thank you. Fast life, Steve. Did you get to know anything new about me? Or did you're, you already know all I of did. it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. i yes. would get up and give you a yes. hug, but I understand you're not a hugger. How did you know I've heard there's
1: rumors. <laughs> I try
0: rumors. Really when, when I heard that, I was like, that can't be right, because she is the most outgoing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, a toucher, my poor husband. I'm just like, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like intentionally have to have hugging time with my children I'll be obviously I am a weird bird I don't know. That. <laughs> well, we love having you here and awesome. we appreciate you coming.